my name is James. And my name is Matt. And, and we're, we're talking, talking about, about games these days. I came up with a, a little genre title for it. Um, it is a real-time isometric stealth action game. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Uh, my title that I came up with was third-person squad-level stealth real-time tactics game. <laughs> yeah, that also seems pretty applicable. Yeah. So it was developed by Me 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 <laughs> Studios um, and released in 2016 for the PC, PS4, and Xbox One. And it came out of sort of a genre that, I don't know, Commandos was like an early one that I remember right. playing. Sudden Strike came mm -hmm. out at some point. I don't think I ever got around to playing it, but I remember seeing it. Yeah, it's sort of like a, like a, like a real-time squad-based You've got a bunch of people, you're controlling them all at once kind of deals. Yeah. That, like, I feel like must have grown sort of similar to real-time strategy games. Yeah. But, like, just focus on one or two guys. Because there's even, like, there's some missions in real-time strategy games that have yeah, that very similar like, elements. More, like, hero-based yeah. or whatever. Yeah. StarCraft 2 did that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even, like, StarCraft 1 and... That's true. Warcraft 3. Warcraft 3. Warcraft 2. Warcraft 2. <laughs> not Warcraft 1, maybe. Probably not. Command & Conquer? Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I definitely remember them being Red a Alert. Tiberian Sun. Oh, yeah. And Red Alert. Yeah. Okay. It's been around for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thing. Um, this game is set in real-world Japan mm -hmm. in the in the Edo era. Edo? 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 Oh, Edo. No. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, like, shoguns and samurais and ninjas. Yeah, it's it's very, like, genre fiction yeah. appropriate. Um we do have muskets mm -hmm. and pistols. Cannons. Cannons. But that's about it. Yes. And no magic. No magic. It's all pretty real. Yeah. controls pretty well in yeah. general um there are a couple of things that i ran into issues with um specifically um it doesn't seem to have like a default action when you're uh control like you're selected on a character so um oftentimes i would 
think I was telling somebody to go stealth kill somebody, but really I was just telling them to walk up to them. Right. Because what the game wants you to do is select, like, the melee attack ability and then use it on right. a person instead of just treating the melee attack like it's the default. Right. Which actually is kind of interesting to me because I feel like that's an interface problem that real-time strategy games have figured out. Like, like forever all ago. about the contextual right-click. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had the same similar problem when I was trying to like pick up stuff off the ground. You can't just yeah. click it to pick it up. You have to hold down control and click it. Yeah. So yeah, my person would just run over and stand on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. Some of the since it is, it takes place in a three D space. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be nice to have a like like the map controls didn't seem quite as. I don't know, up to snuff as I would expect them to be. Yeah. Uh, you couldn't pan around quite as easily. I think, you, could you click to, could you click and drag? Or did you have to just put your cursor at the corner of the screen to scroll? I think you had to corner of the screen to scroll. So too. And you could like jump to different characters. Right. But I don't know, just, just being able to like press, you know, WASD to, to pan around yeah. and then like click and drag to rotate the camera it, it does actually now that you mentioned that and i wasn't really even thinking about it it does seem to be kind of a weird maybe it was a like a per- purposeful retro throwback but you're right you don't have actual like free control of the camera when you yeah. rotate it it rotates it what like 90, 90 degrees. degrees yeah it, you don't have that like freeform camera that most right overhead 3D games do now. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Because I'm not, I'm not really sure if that... Does that serve game gameplay? I don't like, think so. I think probably having more control over the camera would be better. Yeah. It would I let you so. uh, assess situations better. Right. Hmm. Uh, also, I don't know. There, there is sort of like a, a cinematic quality to watching sort of your actions play out and stuff. So yeah. sort of being able to play your own cameraman and be like, oh, I should be way zooming back <laughs> this part. Or like uh-huh. zoom in and pan the camera around. It's nice to have that. Yeah. Um, there's a couple other sort of like mouse and keyboard things that I just wish had been set up a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I didn't mess too much with like customizing the controls or whatever. But no. I guess I could have. And neither of us tried the controller. No, but I can't imagine that would be any better. Yeah, it seems if like anything, it would be harder. Right. Because I would have to imagine that what like you would have to have an ability, each ability mapped to a key, and then like yeah. a, a like a button to scroll through characters, like right. toggle through them, and like like for tossing items on the ground, like you'd have to like maneuver the oh, cursor yeah. out to the place where you want it, as opposed to just clicking it with the mouse yeah doesn't uh, sound good yeah i wonder it actually kind of makes me wonder if they did you know like diablo did some quality of life oh yeah things for its console release mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe they did that um i will say that in general though the heads up d- display is pretty clean and well designed it's easy to see all of the information that you need to see mm-hmm. um and in terms of the information that they choose to give you uh, is pretty good too um you can turn on uh, like outlines for the enemies. Right. Um, it will outline interactable objects or uh, like traversal things that you can use. Right. And um, that's all very much appreciated. Yeah, and not like maybe not quite to the level that like um, Mirror's Edge or Assassin's Creed right. does, where it just like literally colors them differently than everything else. But like it's pretty obvious what yeah. you can interact with, mm-hmm. which is important. Yeah. 
Um, it also, um, one of the, the things that I think is really great about it is since it is such a difficult game, um, it will prompt you to quick save. Mm -hmm. uh, it, I think after you quick save once, then it will uh, like give you a countdown timer like starting at 15 seconds um, from your last quick save. Yeah. Uh, which is good because it's good to remember to quick save. Right. Because that's important. It's definitely a game that encourages you to sort of like try something and then fail at it and then reload your save yeah. and then try over again. Like you inevitably end up doing that. So. And I think to its credit, um, it doesn't take very long to do that. Yeah. You know, if it was a... Yeah, actually. If it was a game where the load times were longer then it would be very frustrating. But loading within the level mm -hmm. is usually no more than a couple seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so however they figured out how to like compartmentalize that or whatever is, is very much appreciated. Yeah. Good job for that. Yeah. The, uh, as far as the way that sort of things are laid out in the level, I don't know, should, should we talk about the different like puzzly elements, like the, the different things you interact with? Oh, um... Sure. So there's there's different there's different levels of cover. Mm -hmm. There's different ways to navigate your environment. Yeah. There's sort of different um I don't know, like traps you can trigger. Mm -hmm. Kind of the same way that like some of those hitman games. Yeah, you can set up like natural looking deaths. Right. Like poison the dinner plate or overload the generator. Right. Drop the rocks on a person. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Or, like, annoy the, the oxen so it, like, kicks the guy who's yeah, sitting yeah, yeah. behind it. Uh, so there's that, and there's, like, there's the stationary enemies, there's the enemy patrols. Uh -huh. There's the different levels of enemies and the enemies that come out when it's when you get caught. When right, they're, yeah, just the, like, investigative ones and they'll go away. Yeah. Uh, so there's the three different levels of enemies. Yes. So you've got your normal... Everyday soldier guys, they um, are susceptible to everything. Yeah, all your characters can kill them. Yes. Um, there are the straw hats, which have straw hats, uh, and they can be killed in any way, uh, but they won't be distracted. A lot of a lot of characters have like uh, distraction items that will either like pull or push them. Mm -hmm. um, they won't be susceptible to those. Right. Um, and then there's samurai who can't be distracted, can't be killed by normal melee attacks, um, and will also see through disguises. Right. Um, and they're kind of your big like roadblocks. Yeah. Uh, you when you start the game, you really only have one way yeah. to deal with them, and that's with your own samurai. Mm -hmm. Which I think is a little bit frustrating, but it is good that they kind of widen that out yeah. as the game goes on. Yeah. I don't know the way that the levels are laid out, like. Given all those, given all those conditions, you have the interactable objects. You have the mm -hmm. different levels of terrain to navigate. You have the different enemies that look at you or wander around. You have civilians too yeah. that uh, that might notice you or might not sometimes. Uh -huh. uh, but basically, given that and the objective, you sort of look over the map and you say, "Okay, like I think I can take this guy out first, and then get behind that guy, and then climb mm -hmm. on the roof, and then walk over this way." So it's an exercise in figuring out what the right path is through the level. Yeah, and at least for the first couple of levels, and I think it gets a little worse with this as it goes on, but usually it, 
I feel like it sort of steps you into those things slowly. Yeah. So you'll start out like, I'm hiding behind this rock. There's a guy in front of me patrolling. Right. So, like, you can... You know that you can dart out, kill him, and, like, pull him into the bushes. Right. And then in the next area, there'll be a guard patrolling in and out of the range of another guard's vision. So you know that you can wait until he comes out, kill him, and then, like, you know, throw a rock to distract the other guy and kill him. And then it sort of progresses from there, like... Yeah. You um, get to the point where it lets you use shadow mode. Yes. Uh, So when you have... You can have up to four or five characters? I think so. At once? Yeah. Uh, each with different abilities and strengths and weaknesses, mm-hmm. and you can sort of have them arrayed out in an area. You can pause the game and then queue up actions for each of them. Yeah. And then unpause it and make them all ex- execute at the same time. So, theoretically, even though, like, mostly you deal with guys on a one-to-one basis, your, your ninja kills their one straw hat guy. Yeah. Or your samurai kills their samurai. Mm-hmm. But with the shadow mode thing, you can set up a whole situation where you can take out groups of guys with your group of guys. Yeah. Uh, in a way that would be very difficult if you were forced to do it in real time. Right. Um, which I think is a really cool idea. I was never really able to implement it usefully. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, it just felt like setting up those moves was really tricky. Because mm-hmm. um, I think it's another thing where do you have to select a thing and then plot out the moves? Yeah, that sequence of button presses was... Like, I feel like I got it wrong as often as I got it right. Yeah. Um, so again, like, that sort of extra level of just, like, control complexity didn't mm-hmm. really do it any favors. Yeah. Honestly, like, what I would have really liked is any sort of pause. Yeah. At all. Right. Well, yeah. Um, because then, like, let's say there was a pause button. And right. you could just pause the game. And then if you wanted to, you could be like, okay, now that the game is paused, I'm going to turn on shadow mode. I can plot out my move without having to worry about, like, oh, I accidentally got out of shadow mode and clicked this guy. Yeah. Now yeah, my people are dead. Happens. Right. I mean, then it would almost be Baldur's Gate. Stealth Baldur's Gate. Yeah, yeah. which I think I'd be okay with. Yeah, I think I think a pause button would have been really nice. Yeah. Uh, and that's probably a good way to talk about the difficulty involved. Yes. <laughs> It's a really hard game. It is. Um, you, you can play easy, normal, or hard. Right. I only tried normal, and it was frustratingly difficult. I got through two levels on normal, and I was stuck for quite a while on the third level, um, so I had to switch it over to easy. Yeah. Um, and even then, it wasn't like that much easier. It was just more forgiving. Yeah. How, how many more levels did you do after that? I want to say, like, three more. Yeah. Um, enough to get all of the characters. Okay. 
I stayed stuck on the third one. <laughs> and I, I don't feel too terrible about it as looking around online and like that looks like it happens to a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, so what, I mean, like how would you, what is the difficulty? Like what makes it so hard? I think it acts a lot of you as a player. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to, so if you think about it, what the game is, is it's a bunch of, small scenes Mm -hmm. that are individual puzzles, right? Right. Uh, Like, think about it like a a bunch of uh, portal test chambers Mm -hmm. that are all strung together into, like, a sort of sandbox. Right. Um, But each of those test chambers requires a certain amount of time to figure out, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And even if the first couple of ones are easier, they will get more and more difficult yeah. Um, to solve as you go along. Um, and, yeah. and, and the amount of time invested in that, in solving those puzzles, is a lot. Yeah, and it keeps getting more. Right. Like, I don't feel like it was getting... Like, I don't know. Like, I never felt like I got ahead of the difficulty curve. Yeah. Like, it just kept asking more and more of me, which would require even more patience Mm -hmm. or resetting and resetting and resetting Mm -hmm. and resetting right because that's i mean that's the thing is i feel like it's it's one of those weird things where maybe it's not a difficult game like in terms of game it's just in terms of what you can handle maybe uh like patience wise because like i felt myself getting frustrated really quick with it but i don't ever i I guess I didn't ever feel like I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. It was just the actual execution of what that was. Yeah. And getting to that point was the frustrating part. Right. Yeah, you I know? guess I agree with that. So, um, that's a big part of it. And then it, it just sets up a lot of situations where, like, you have to, oh, like, check the cone of this guy, check the cone of vision of this guy wait until this guy walks out of the other guy's vision, run up, kill that guy, drop him in the bushes before he comes back. Right. Um, and then you have to, like, jump up on the roof, go around, wait till he goes back to his other movement point, then, like, roof kill him, <laughs> drag him into the bushes before the two guys that are up here come... You can't see what I'm doing with my hands. <laughs> but the yes. two guys that are above him come <laughs> down to where he was, hope they don't notice, you know, a body... Before they get down there, and then you have to figure out, you know, can you, like, kill one of them off while their back is turned? Yeah. And at any point along that road, if you mess up, you, like, you're dead. Yeah, the whole thing collapses. Yeah. Uh, It's it's really difficult. I know this is kind of a tradition in stealth games, but... You, it, you run into so much trouble as soon as you're seen, as soon as you're alerted. Yeah. Most of the characters in the game have guns. Yeah. You don't have very much health. Yeah. Uh, getting shot slows you down. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just hard to, it's hard to run away. It's hard to hide. Right. There's almost no recovery from that. Yeah. And you, I think this is one thing that we talked about um, in the Sexy Brutal mm. uh, episode. Maybe not. But um, it's one of the things that I don't I don't have an answer for yet, but is kind of the unsatisfying thing about stealth games in general is what's the consequence for being caught? Yeah, and it's never something interesting, right? It's yeah, it's, it's usually something akin to game over. Right. It's it's just a time tax. Right. Which I understand, like you can't 
how do you, how do you make a, a like a engaging game without consequences? Right. But also, that's not a very interesting consequence. Yeah. Which I mean, to its credit, I think Sexy Brutal kind of addressed that. Yeah. Like you, you can't get caught if you don't want to. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, like you, yeah. you can't go any further. You have to like back up and retry, uh-huh. and it's got a whole system built into it that allows you to do that very smartly. Smartly, mm. in a very smart way. <laughs> I remember what it was. It was in the Owl Owl Night episode with the stealth oh, levels of that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but like you know, I, so. You, what you're working on is like very like very precise um, like set of actions, but you're going through that over and over and over again until you can find the perfect like iteration of that point. It's a lot like like playing a Nintendo game on an emulator. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. With Just save states. states. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then like and then so like you know you're stuck on the boss. And you get like one hit in, and then you got a save state because you're gonna yeah. die doing anything else. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's a lot like that. Yeah, and you had like you had games like uh, Metal Gear Solid mm-hmm. and Splinter Cell Conviction, mm-hmm. both of which are sort of like stealthy but also really actiony games yeah. that I really liked. And both of them, like they really did incentivize you to be sneaky and set up traps right. and figure stuff out. But at the same time, they all they, they gave you the tools and the level of control over your character to be able to sort of fight your way out like a badass if you needed to. Yeah, or escape, I think, is yeah. is another big thing. Like, I mean, there are so many different, like, stupid gadgets and stuff in Metal Gear Solid <laughs> games. Uh-huh. Like, if you wanted to, you could, like, smoke bomb and then, like, run away and, yeah. you know, do a thing and hide under a thing. And, right. Like, it's actually fairly easy to get away from guards in that game. Yeah. Um, and even in the first one where I think you're the most fragile, mm-hmm. you still have a better ability to get away from guards than you do in this yeah, game. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That, that is where a lot of the, like, that's, a lot of the difficulty comes from trying to handle so many variables at once and to execute, execute very precisely. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the frustration comes in being forced to do that over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And... Uh, it's not even like, you know, it, in, in a case like Super Meat Boy, mm-hmm. which is frustration and doing things over again personified, uh-huh. but it also gives you like a very precise level of control over your movements. Yeah. So like, I, and you, you're also only doing one thing at a time. Yeah. As opposed to this one where it's not always as precise as you want it to be. You can't always tell at a glance exactly how long it's going to take you to run up to and kill a guy, how mm-hmm. much noise that's going to give off, if the other person's uh, vision cone is going to be able to reach you as you hide the body. Because uh-huh. I think, like we talked about, you can maybe only see one enemy's cone at a time. Yeah, you can only select one at a time. Or you can set the marker to show if anyone has right. line of sight on that marker. But even mm-hmm. that is never... It was never quite enough, I thought. Yeah. Um, that's actually an interesting idea, going off the Meat Boy thing. What if... Like, every time you died, it showed you a ghost of what you did in that, like, in between the, your quick save. Yeah. Or when you reloaded it, that it would show you the exact, like, thing that you took. Right. That'd that, be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, w- that way it would at least feel like 
you're learning things in a more tangible way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or if you could maybe, if you were in a safe space, you could set a rally point. And if you got caught, you would like smoke bomb and everyone mm. would meet back at the rally point. So yeah. you could sort of like, rather than saving and reloading over and over again, it could just be sort of like a seamless experience that didn't punish you as much. Yeah. Or you didn't feel like you had failed. <laughs> and actually, that's an interesting point just generally is like there are two ninjas in the party and neither of them use smoke bombs disappointing lack of smoke bombs no one's replacing themselves (laughs) with chunks of wood nope (laughs) uh all right and i I guess one other quick note about difficulty and frustration Mm -hmm. is making your way across the map takes a long time it does and especially in like bigger more open levels where you're not really sure what path is the path you're going to take or you're supposed to take yeah you can end up like way down over here Mm -hmm. which is not going to do any good there's no reason you should be down there and now your party is all split up and you have to focus on getting them all back together like it's just it's it just makes you wait for a lot of things yeah uh, which kind of discourages you from experimenting. Yeah, I, I do feel like the, the fact that the maps are so big definitely adds to the frustration. Yeah. Um, just because it seems like non-stop, I guess. Like, if it were broken, there are a couple of levels that are broken up into small maps that kind of expand, mm-hmm. but most of them are just big ones from the start. Right. And yeah, I think that, like you are saying, looking at it as like multiple scenes that you jump from scene to scene mm-hmm. uh, is like, conceptually, that's true. Like that, that is sort of how the game is set up. And if they had kind of leaned into that a little bit more, maybe it would have been a little bit more manageable. Yeah. If they were like more isolated, like sections or something, I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you want to talk about the story? Yes. <laughs> uh, so. sort of like a very traditional sort of classic all the tropes are there you've got the like the ragtag band uh-huh. that gets together for a common cause to right a wrong you know mm-hmm. there's there's like revenge for false accusations uh-huh. there's a attempt to stop an evil plot you know of a, a guy someone who's not who they seem right uh, if it wasn't a samurai movie it would feel like it was a heist movie like yeah. I feel like these this same cast of characters could also rob a casino yeah totally <laughs> uh, and there isn't really well it, you start out with Hayato the ninja right but he isn't really the main character no at least he doesn't seem like he is no uh, Mugen yeah who you meet, uh, is more of the focus. He does, he seems more connected to the plot in a way that the other characters don't. Yeah. But it does a pretty good job of, like, mixing in different pairings of characters. Yeah. And they all have interesting things to say to each other, Mm -hmm. and you sort of, you know, they reveal more about themselves through those interactions. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, should we, should we do a little character roster? So we've got Hayato. He's, like, the serious... Like, no no nonsense ninja. Right, like professional. A, I'm just here to do a job. He is just in it for the money. <laughs> um, he's He's got, a, like, a basic sword melee attack, 
Um, he can throw a shuriken to do like an instant kill, uh, but then you have to go pick it up later. Mm-hmm. Um, he can toss a rock to distract, to distract people and then attract their attention, I guess. Yeah. And then, or also make oxen kick people. Yes. Annoy um, animals. <laughs> and then you get a, a pistol later on. Oh, yeah. And he has like a, a grappling hookshot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you've got Yuki, mm-hmm. who is kind of like, I, I couldn't find a very good TV trope name for it, but it is like the tropey, like, very innocent, like, murder machine, uh-huh. kind of like weirdo. Right. Well, and like she's, she's like kind of weirdly insecure. Like she probably has a dark, like traumatic past. Yeah. She's really insecure. She's she's like a she's like River. Yeah. Except not as not quite as weird, yeah. but maybe a little bit as weird actually. Yeah. <laughs> she uh, talks to all of her little like right. devices that she uses. Yeah. And, yeah. Um. So she's got like a basic me- melee attack. She has a bird call that will pull an enemy towards you. Um, she's got a trap, which is, um, it's like a bear trap, which is also an instant kill, mm-hmm. but then you have to go and pick it up. Right. Um, and then she also gets a pistol later on. Yeah. Um, and she has all the traversal abilities that Hayato does, but she has a harder time dragging people, yes. dead bodies. Uh, then Mugen mm-hmm. is the samurai, the grizzled, you know, yeah. big bear of a man. Uh, he's very, he's very honorable. He's very fatherly. Uh-huh. Uh, he, uh, he's got a sword attack. He's the only, he's the guy that can kill samurais. Yeah. Um, he's got like an AOE attack. That's an instant kill. That's actually really useful. I yeah. ended up having to use that a lot. Yeah, me too. Um, um, he's got a bottle of sake, mm-hmm. which he can throw out, and then it'll uh, somebody will walk out and pick it up and walk back to their area. Mm-hmm. Um, so in order to get that back, you have to kill them right. um, and pick it up off their body. Um, the other thing that he can do is uh, he can lift things, so he can pick up uh, boulders or gunpowder kegs and right. throw those. Yeah. And um, he can carry two dead bodies at once. And still run. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a strong guy. Uh-huh. And he gets a better pistol yes. than the other people when he gets mm-hmm. pistols. Um, and then you've got Aiko, who's kind of the, the femme fatale. She's the totally group. femme fatale. <laughs> uh, she's, you know, flirty and and sexy. And... Yeah, charismatic. Mm-hmm. She's got a, got a hairpin that she uses as her weapon. Right. Um, she's got sneezing powder, <laughs> which you can throw at enemies and it'll uh, reduce their cone of vision. For a set amount of time mm-hmm. uh, that works on a cooldown, um, and then levels that have her in it also have disguises um, that you can pick up and wear. Yeah. Um, while you're disguised, you remain just dis- nobody will notice you um, unless you come across a samurai or you do something suspicious. Yeah, like some actions disable uh-huh. your. I don't remember like climbing. Maybe? Yeah, climbing or jumping. Yeah, things Um, out of the ordinary. Attacking does, right? Not always. Okay. (laughs) I think it depends. I think if you... Like, if if you kill somebody in a non-suspicious area, like where nobody else can see, you're just like, this guy stays on. Okay. Um, And then also, once you're disguised, you get the ability to, like, draw somebody's attention. So you can have her walk up to an enemy and just, like, chat with them. Mm-hmm. And that will move the way that they're faced. Right. 
so that other people can sneak up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then finally, you've got Takuma, yeah, uh, who's like the crazy old man. That's right, the whimsical, uh, wise cracking <laughs> sniper. Yeah, <laughs> he's got yeah, he's got a rifle. Um, he can kill people long range. Um, that has a limited amount of ammo, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, with a couple of caveats, you can find more ammo mm. sometimes, and you can never. He always saves ammo for mission objectives oh okay so, like you can't run yourself out of bullets and then then not be able to oh, shoot that's the cool. explosive barrel that's neat yeah um and then he's got uh explosive grenades mm-hmm. um he's got a trained raccoon yeah. that you can a use to, to, to distract people <laughs> uh-huh um and then he can't run or hide bodies because he he has a crutch yes he's very old it's just, is it his rifle? Does he use his rifle as a crutch? Maybe. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. He has a peg leg, right? Yeah, I think so. So he makes more noise when he moves, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and that's about them. Yeah. Uh, so so these guys are tasked with, well, Mugen is tasked with tracking down the leader of a rebellion. Yeah. For his beloved Shogun. Uh-huh. Uh, he pulls together the rest of the crew. Right. They go on missions. Um, spoiler? Yeah. It's the Shogun's brother? Brother. All along. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the Shogun's brother ends up capturing the crew, um, forces uh, Mugen to either tell him where the Shogun's son, son lives or lose his companions so of course he chooses his companions but then he feels you know remorse over his his lord's death yeah so he uh commits seppuku out of shame yeah <laughs> and then everyone gets together and kills the bad guy right everybody gets revenge everything's good and then they go their separate ways yeah uh his i mean I didn't make it to that point in the story, yeah, so I don't I. really know. Maybe they maybe they set it up in a way that that seems okay, but uh, I don't know. Like committing suicide in that situation, like I don't know what he could have done to avoid that. You know, like either he gives up the people that he cares about, or well, he gives up. I mean, obviously, he gives up the people that he cares about because. Well, either way, honor right? I mean, honor like, to his his lord is more important than anything I guess, else. Even though he didn't choose that before, like, why does he change his anyway? Uh, I <laughs> I maybe it's it's probably it's, it's a rigid code of I ethics. I know it's Matt. probably like Western culture sensibilities or whatever. It seems like such a such a silly plot element. <laughs> but that being said, it is like in in keeping with. The, the genre true. of the story. You and know? everything else about this game is a very strict genre yeah. thing. So that's that's true. Um, I don't think that there's really any character growth that I really saw. Well, I mean, like, they, they get to know... Like, uh, Hayato gets a little more personable with Yuki. Yeah, that's like, true. Like, he's a little more willing. Because at first, he's kind of like, no, kid, like, you're bothering me. Yeah. Like, don't, don't follow me. He's, he's Wolverine, and, and Yuki is uh, Kitty Pride or something. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and they, they all kind of are, like, nice to her, and she yeah. feels like she's fitting in. And uh-huh. I don't know. There's there's little stuff like that. Um, and I don't know. I, I read some of the stuff, too, about the characters all sort of react in their own way to Mugen dying. Mm. 
And that even to the point where in the mission immediately after that, their little voice responses to commands change. Oh, huh. Because uh, they're all just really depressed. And huh. like, yeah. So, I don't know. I think that even though they are all just like straight up stereotypes, mm-hmm. uh, they are, I don't know, they, they, they do a good job of humanizing them, I guess. Yeah. And they definitely don't, again, they don't feel out of place for no. the story they're trying to tell. And, like, the, the writing and stuff that's... Assi- like, the dialogue, it doesn't really feel too, like, stilted or whatever. Yeah. Like, it seems like it's pretty natural. Mm-hmm. Even if the voice acting... I guess this is jumping ahead to audio, but, like, the voice acting is not always the best. <laughs> yeah, I have a couple of interesting thoughts about the voice acting. Yeah. about any of the graphic stuff mm-hmm. um, other than the few rare times where overlapping things are kind of tough to deal with yeah again maybe having more precise camera control or more controllable camera in general uh-huh. might have helped with this but yeah like everything looks nice yeah and like I said like what they choose to show you all is is helpful and seems to be like aware of the issues of having that sort of like three-quarter yeah. Uh, camera angle. Um, like when they choose to use transparencies and whatnot. That all all looks really good. Mm-hmm. And it is... So it is all like 3D. Like completely 3D yeah. rendered. Mm-hmm. But it, it feels as precise as sprite games in some ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like... I don't know. It, it just it does a good job of sort of like showing its lineage, I yeah. guess, in that regard. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely, like, other than the contextual action issues, I I never felt like if I was clicking somewhere, like, I wasn't going to go there, yeah. you know? Yeah, um, The The movement was accurate. When you uh, jump off of something, it'll always give you, like, a little arrow to show you directly where you're going to fall. Right. Yeah. I don't know, there's almost... Like, I don't know what else to say. Like, it just looked good. Yeah, it looks... I mean, like, it's definitely not trying to be the best, greatest new graphic game ever, but... But That's okay. But that's okay, because (laughs) it looks good for what it's trying to do. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the sound? Uh, well, let's talk about voice acting first. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I kind of, so I noticed something, uh-huh. and I don't know, maybe this is the thing that you're thinking too, but like, I, I kind of wish that I could have played it in Japanese, but there's no way I can read subtitles and focus on the tactics part oh. at the same time. So I had to switch to the English dub. Yeah. Uh, just for practicality. And, uh... They they're not they're not doing convincing Japanese accents. <laughs> I'm not convinced. <laughs> There's I yeah, I don't so I I guess I didn't have the issue of reading subtitles and playing the game at the same time. Mm. Um but there was 
a point where like I was curious what their like voice chatter was. Yeah. You know, because they all have like what's the term for it? Chirps. Yeah. Um, that they you know when you do actions and stuff. Barks. Barks. That's yeah. that's what I was looking for. <laughs> Chirps is good too. <laughs> um, so you know, I was curious about that, and it sounds like. The voice actor for Hayato and Mugen and maybe, like, the bad guy are trying to do a Japanese yeah. uh, accent. And then everybody else is just British. <laughs> yeah. Why are like, they all British? <laughs> everybody is, is it's, British. It's bizarre. <laughs> um, and, like, it's, it's one of those funny things. Maybe this is, like, you know, 2000... 19 SJW PC culture uh-huh. taking over the world, but like, did could you not find any Japanese people? Right. Like, yeah. where are all the what? <laughs> it came out three years ago. Like, I don't know what their excuse is. Yeah, like, I know it's it's really common for or like it was really common at a certain point to code British as foreign. You know, mm. like, it would still be, uh, I bet if you went back and watched, like, Lawrence of Arabia, let's yeah. say, I bet a lot of the Arabs in it were had British accents. Yeah, that's probably true. Because, you know, like, to American audiences, British English sounds foreign, but actually still really understandable, uh-huh. you know. But, but yeah, like, I, I feel like they could have just made them sound <laughs> Japanese, given the fact that it's set in Japan. <laughs> I mean, like, even if you didn't want to pay for, like, voice actors from Japan who could speak English, which I guess maybe on an indie budget you could give them a leeway, but like there are Japanese Americans. Yeah. Yeah. In America. Like, it, can't, it, 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 it would really surprise me if they were having real trouble fighting people for this. Right. So uh, Yeah, that part's pretty weird. Very weird. Um, what do you think about the music though? I think the music was composed by <laughs> Filippo Beck. Beckos, yeah, uh, who is German, and I couldn't really just at a glance find out other stuff that he'd done. Yeah, I didn't really see anything else that he had done either. Uh, but I think it's, it's, it. I feel the same way about it as I do about Okami's mm. music, that it sounds very right. Yeah, for the setting and everything, it does a good job of communicating sort of like the moods of the scenes and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's maybe not the most memorable thing in the world. Yeah. Uh, I know that there's one little, like, like lick that they... Like, a, a theme that runs through it. Uh-huh. But I don't know if I could hum it for you off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't think so. Da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> like, it's, it's something like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's see. There's one track. I was listening to the the soundtrack a little bit today just Mm -hmm. to refresh my memory. Uh, There's a track called Preparing to Die. Okay. That has a cool sort of like like a gentle sort of like symphonic pad in the background, but it's gated, so it sounds sort of like stuttering. Oh, cool. And then that's paired with like bells. Mm. That that one sounds kind of (laughs) cool.
But like, I don't know if I could tell you any particular song that I particularly liked. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Each level has its own theme. I, it I seems think. like it. Each level and maybe each like important cinematic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's good. It works for atmosphere. It it feels fitting for a stealth game, mm-hmm. um, and for the setting of the game. You know, obviously it, it traffics in uh, traditional Japanese. Yeah, it, it sounds, sounds very Japanesey. Yeah, <laughs> um, but you're right. It didn't. I don't feel like it was particularly standout. Yeah. I don't know if I would sit down and listen to it. Maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe. some background <laughs> background music for something else. Yeah, I'd like to fall asleep to. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. All right. Well, here we are at the wrap up. So, what was like novel and interesting about this game? So I think the shadow mode is an interesting idea, even if I couldn't get it to work right. Yeah. I, I think it's a cool thought and sh- should exist to, like, mitigate something. I just never got it, it yeah. to work. <laughs> it was a really good idea, and I don't think it quite... So, like, think about, like, like Fallout 3 has VATS mode. Right. And if you're not super good at, like, snap, you know, aiming and shooting, you can use VATS to kind of even that out. Yeah. I don't think that this did as good a job at even things out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it could have been better. Yeah. Uh, um, what I would have liked as far as improvement um, would be more diversity of abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, even though each one has, each character has like an appropriately flavored version. Yeah. Like I said, almost every character has an ability that distracts or pulls an enemy Mm -hmm. um almost well two three three characters have an ability that you throw and have to retrieve Mm -hmm. um that all work really similarly yeah yeah so i guess it you know if if we're gonna do a shadow blade shogun tactics too Uh like i would like to see a little bit more diversity and individuality and i think maybe that speaks to but each i don't know i was going to say that maybe they wanted to set up a situation where each character could be viable in each map but you don't have control over that right so they wouldn't have to do yeah they give you the characters that you use Hmm. yeah so i don't i yeah i don't know i don't know why that is yeah and then I guess you do, we talked about, you do get other ways to deal with samurai later. So that's not as much of an issue. You get to, the sniper guy Mm -hmm. can take him out. That's actually like one of his huge things, I think. Yeah. Uh, Also, so everybody gets the pistols. Mm -hmm. You can use to stagger the samurai. Okay. And then when they're staggered, you can run up and regular kill them. Gotcha. Um, Yeah, I think fiddling with like the controls, because like I, I did just feel like I fumbled the controls a lot. Yeah. And it's not that complicated of a... Con- like, there are, it, the game doesn't ask you to do a lot of diverse things. Right. You know? So it's it seems like that could have been handled better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would... I mean... Aside from the sort of, like, that, that difficulty... Uh, like, it's a pretty tight ship. Yeah. Like, the, the story is good. The characters are good. The art is good. Mm-hmm. The sound is good. 
Uh, so I, I definitely like to see like another entry. Yeah. In the in the shadow things. Well, and like a, uh, like we were talking about, um, this company is actually working on Desperado Three right now. Right. Which should be a similar thing, only Western flavored. Yeah. So, so that's interesting. That might be something to keep an eye on when it comes out. Right. Although I would like, I'll admit the difficulty of this game would make me a little bit gun shy to like jump right into the next one. A little gun shy. Uh, I, <laughs> I actually wrote that one down. <laughs> uh, definitely. Yeah. Um, pause button. Pause. Yeah, you I think that's a great give idea. Give me a pause button. <laughs> yeah. Um. And yeah, to look look at other like real time strategy games that have really good control schemes yeah. and steal from them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. How about how about the name? Shadow. Tactics. I hate it. I love it. Really? It's so long. <laughs> but it also perfectly tells you what you're playing. But I feel like it uses the <laughs> nomenclature of video game names incorrectly. Yeah. So first of all, this is not a tactics game. It's, well, it's not a. It's like a real time stealth tactics. Game. Right, but in in the nomenclature of video games, it's tactics not a tactics means turn based tactics true. game. Also, having I feel like having Shadow Tactics colon Blades of the Shogun uh-huh. means this is a game. This is Blades of the Shogun, the game which is an entry in the Shadow Tactics series. I agree, which is not true. Well, it could be if they make another Shadow Tactics game. <laughs> Although, like, because, you know, the next one could be Shadow Tactics Spurs of the Cowboys or whatever. <laughs> Desperado it's, is just not as descriptive of a game. <laughs> it's, it's altogether too long. Uh, Shadow ta- Those two <laughs> names individually are right. perfect, could be names for this game. Shadow Tactics fine uh-huh. blades of the shogun fine yeah they don't need to be the same name mm, i don't know i like it i think it's <laughs> it's very descriptive i think it tells you exactly what to expect <laughs> uh, also you, technically only one of them is a blade of the shogun the other that's guys are true just there for fun a variety of <laughs> melee weapons well, a variety of implements of the shogun <laughs> to some degree yeah <laughs> do you have it do you have an alternate title no, I didn't come up with any. I didn't either. I, I liked it. You could call it Shogun Commandos. Oh, uh. Uh, wait. It's a uh, bit too on the nose. Uh, Mugen and Friends. Mugen and Friends. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think either, like I said, either of those titles, yeah. Shogun Tactics or Blades of the Shogun, or... Shadow Tactics or Blades of the Shogun. Shogun Tactics. <laughs> tactics Blades and of the Shadows. The other thing is you can just jumble up the words. Shogun Scroll. In the name and it still <laughs> means the same thing and also means nothing. <laughs> That's true. Tactics Shogun Blade Shadow. <laughs> it's like one of those uh, like ambigrams where if you flip them upside down it's still the same yeah, word. Right. <laughs> um... Uh. <laughs> Um, who who would you recommend this game to? Not very many people. Like nobody, right? Yeah. Like the only the only one I can think of is like my friend Steven. Yeah. Like who really has like the attention span 
and the patience to really dive deep into very mm. precise execution of a very frustrating game just yeah. sort of like just to say that like he did it and he's good at it <laughs> uh, I don't have the patience for that <laughs> yeah I don't this is one of the uh, this is a weird case where I feel like on paper this is a really good game yeah like it's got a solid concept everything in the game looks good everything in the game functions the way it should yeah it's just not it's not made for me yeah you know? it's just it's it asks a lot <laughs> more of you than you really would expect yeah which is too bad because like i was pretty excited about this right and i don't even really feel let down by it necessarily no i just i just feel like it's not really for me yeah <laughs> so i don't know hard recommendation for anybody yeah I don't think our parents should play this game. No. <laughs> no. Even, like, Dad, who I know likes real-time yeah. strategy games, would find this frustrating. It, yeah. It'd be too much. Yeah. Oh. Uh, all right. Well, we're wrapping up. Yep. Yeah. Is it my turn? Do I still get to choose yep. a new one? You get a retro game. I don't have a new one yet. Okay. I don't have any ideas for guests yet. Okay. Stay tuned for surprises, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, gentle readers. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, if you like what you hear, you can check us out on uh, Facebook.com uh, forward slash Games These Days Podcast. We are on Tumblr at Games These Days Podcast.tumblr.com. Uh, you can find us on iTunes at games these days as well as on Castbots at games these days as well as on spotify as games these days yeah and maybe someday we'll make a maybe website, a website. <laughs> i started setting it up oh cool great <laughs> it might be closer than you think yeah <laughs> well until, until next then. time brother, brother! <laughs>